Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. For some reason, the song that just came into my head was, (laughs) did you guys ever watch the Lizzie McGuire movie? You know, do you know Lizzie McGuire, Michael? Oh, God. No idea. No idea. Oh, God. <laughs> Tough crowd. Okay. Well, Tough anyway, crowd the song in my head was, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. And it was like feeling about like this dream team right here. So just having a <laughs> dream back. team. Yeah. <laughs> Super cute. Love it. Um, well, hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for being back with us on Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. And we are joined once again, twice in one week's time. What a true <laughs> gift by our resident astrologer, the one and only Michael Boyle. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, he did this. I brought my own soundboard. Oh. I brought my own soundboard. If every guest wow. came prepared the way you Michael, do, what Michael. If, what if now we add you to the podcast and you're like our sound tech and you, you <laughs> handle the, and then like you just chime in, you know, like the producers on podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah like- Michael, can we get one more? Can we get one more? You want to go one more? Okay, hold on. Oh, I've, I've got an old phone. It takes a, it takes a while to warm this baby up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're an official uh, podcast. We're like a real podcast now. Gosh, it only took four years. It only took four years and a million downloads, but we are made it. (laughs) Here we are. Uh, Right, absolutely. Like millionaires, like I said a minute ago, like millionaires when it comes to plays, what one achievement. Honestly, that's worthy of just one more. Okay, that's that's definitely enough of that. <laughs> I really I like it. how you're calling us millionaires. I think now we need to call ourselves. It's like a manifestation thing because we are millionaires. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. In place. Um, so for those of you who didn't see our post, we just crossed a million downloads of this podcast, and we are just so grateful for all of you and for this whole ride we've been on. It's very exciting. Thank you all very 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 much. And Michael, thank you for being a part of this journey from time to time and adding From day your, one. Yeah. Really. From day one. Day one. OG. Yeah. Yep. Truly. An OG. Or an OA, original astrologer. OA. Yeah. Like yes. OA? I don't know. Or an OB, an original bloomer. Oh, no, that's gold. That's good. Um, but Michael, We're just going to do this for the rest of the episode, yeah. guys. This we'll just, is it. We'll just well, it'll not be actually a- going to do astrology. We're just going to banter <laughs> back and forth. It'll be 45 minutes later, and we'll be like, well, it's time, and we will not And then have- we'll do another episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is your evil plan. 
<laughs> By the way, I, I do have one more question. What did you do? You know what your most popular like episode has been in terms of listens? Yes, we do. Can I guess? Guess sure. I think it was was that a celebrity interview? No. Oh, I was gonna the one with Tupac. That was like a big one, wasn't it? I, I don't that know. was a big one. It was a big one, but it wasn't um, the most downloaded one. It's the most uh, downloaded one was with Nike. And what was the title of it? Because I know you it was it like up. connecting with our ancestors. With oh, Nike. yeah. Yeah. It was a recent one. It was within this past year. Yeah. Yeah. Never would have thunk it. But just because. In Smashed it. Of, yeah. Just because in terms of like you said, you probably would have thought that it was like a celebrity spirit interview. But that episode, I don't know what happened, but for some reason, we that that episode the ancestors really, helped. Yeah, and Nike, I think, is one of the people. She's probably the guest we've had on the most in our podcast, mm-hmm. and I think everyone really loves when she's on and loves the three of us. Oh, together. definitely. Which, by the and way, let this be a lesson to all the listeners out there that if you have something to offer, like if you have something cool that you do, like Michael and Nike, and you listen to our podcast, we might have you on. Mm. There's a good possibility yeah. that you'll be a part of it. Just like when you did the meme about like talking to the poster. Still do you remember that? <laughs> oh my God, my favorite. I can't meme. believe you remember that. All I'll take it out time. and I'll put that. I'll put that in the in the Facebook group again. Because that, yeah. yeah. that is such an obscure <laughs> reference. It's like, like listening to your favorite podcast. It's like you're hanging out with friends who are like, yeah, posters. but they're on a poster <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny. I love it. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, go check out. The, oh God, I wish I had that episode on demand, but I don't know the number. But it was when we were doing ancestor work with Nike. We did like a four part series. So go check that out. I think it was the first one. Also, if you want to be in person with us and Nike, um, we are going to be – Nike will be at our Austin ARC9 event June 23rd. And also, we are going to one of her retreats, which I think she said she has like one spot left. I don't know. One she's spot on, left. She's coming on the one podcast soon, so we'll talk about it then. But, hey, if you guys want to come see ARC9 and hang out with Nike too, come to Austin. Okay, Michael. Hello. Let's talk everybody, about you. Everybody is on the edge of their, including me, everybody is on the edge of their seat from part one of this uh, episode, which was supposed to be one full episode, but we ran over, which is fine. So ambitious. What, take, remind, <laughs> remind us what happened at the end of the first part. At the lunch. end of the cliffhanger. Yeah. So basically, um, by the way, I just looked up. I think it was episode 420, funnily enough. It was part one with Nike and then part two was 422. Awesome. Nice. There you go. I'm. Right you know what? You just really came today prepared. Ready I'm to go. On. And I appreciate that. I really do. I'm bringing it. Um. So yeah. So last time, pretty. So yeah, it was pretty ambitious to try and fit twelve thousand years of like human history <laughs> into like one hour. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, fuck it, let's go for it. Um. I was like, how many syllables can like Eminem put in like, like per second? Is like, I think I can match that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I give it a good go. Uh. <laughs> But uh, basically, so what we were talking about was that the 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 motifs and also the characteristics of the sign that's like the namesake of all these different astrological ages, uh, the motifs and characteristics of those signs have come up um, in like the culture as well as in like the religion or spiritual practices of of those times, basically, like in uh, 
like the age of Aries was like the iron age. And there's this whole thing about like individuality and kind of like masculine imposition of the self on, on kind of nature and things like that. And then the age of Pisces, we were talking about like Jesus, the whole thing about the fish and the just like um, relinquishing kind of any control and just like giving in. And like, that's how you ascend and stuff like that. It's very Piscean. So the thing is we are, um, well, you can basically, um, cause we're like on the, the cusp of like the age of Aquarius, right? Right now we're kind of in the, like the fuzzy bit where it's like towards the end of the age of Pisces, like the age of Aquarius is like just coming in. So we're kind of in that in-between stage. So um, you could like project the same thing forwards in time and think like, okay, so what are like, and just basically just kind of guess or kind of extrapolate and kind of think about what the next kind of millennium or two millennia is going to be, it's going to be like, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much, uh, that's what we're going to do. Yay. I've already done a little bit. Well, Michael, it might be cheating because you and I were having a little bit of a chit chat and we were kind of starting to brainstorm a bit about Aquarius because I'm an Aquarius rising. You're an Aquarius rising? Me and also Ambie as well. We both got Aquarius on our our descendant, which is like, Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe maybe Alexa, maybe you would like identify like with Aquarian traits, whereas Ambie and I, because it's on our descendant, that's like where you tend to uh, project onto other people. So it's like, Aquarius is probably the sign that I've found like the most difficult to like understand like kind of like really get and uh my astrology teacher was like it's probably because it's on your descendant and therefore you you kind of don't identify with those like placements in your chart you like see them in other people so it's like hard to think me so so, but it's right I thought that was super I've never heard of the descendant in astrology that's how I feel about Scorpios and Geminis too so I wonder where they are that I don't like identify or really understand their characteristics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I've never looked at the descendant part of my chart. So interesting. Wait, so you, so Ambie's a descendant Aquarius and so are you? Yeah. Cause we've, we've both got a Leo rising. So, and it's, it's always, it's just like straight the across opposite. the other side. Yeah. So, you, so you've got a Leo descendant. I like say if you're an Aquarius rising. That's makes so face. much sense. That makes so much sense because you know how we always talk about on this podcast how Ambie is like, like she's so like she wants people to look at her. I'm saying this in a good way. Like you're comfortable right. being in the center, in the spotlight. Like yes, feed me attention. This feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. said many times I don't get it. I don't understand that. Like when mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm like, don't look at me. Don't if if people if pe- listeners of the podcast are gonna come up and be like, hey, love your show, love that. But I'm not like Ambie is the type where she's like in the photo shoot. She's like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, I'm trying to be like that. But I'm just like, are you sure you want to take this picture? I don't know. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me. Have, have people uh, that was sorry, I, just to get back to the thing, but because you're not millionaires, uh, have people like recognized you like in the street? Has that ever happened? No, no. never. Not yet. Never. Not yet. Am I right, Ambie? Leo Rising? Yeah. You yeah, want it. Not yet. Not yet. But they will. And if you don't, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to become a little more TikTok famous and then maybe it'll happen. Yeah. By the way, both of you are like mega TikTok famous. Like, I don't know like what the what the bar is. No, we're clearly you got like 100- not. 
Alexa arguing with Michael. Obviously, Michael, we are not. <laughs> but this is exactly actually. Do you know what? This is like this is typical uh, Leo Descendant stuff you're doing right now. I'm saying how how many like what is it like? I don't actually know followers. That what it is like? Yeah, we've both followers. got like a hundred thousand. Alexa has like three hundred and fifty thousand. She has maybe more, maybe more. She has a lot. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. like a second job and I can't keep up with it anymore. I'm like, you know what? You're going to get a video from me like it, once a month. But it's so true. Wait, this is so I'm going to see how many followers she has Wait, right this now. is so interesting that my rising is the opposite of Ambie's rising and my descending yeah. is the opposite of Ambie's descending. That is so interesting. 368,800. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm not fair. No one even watches my no, videos. Yeah, so. I'm not okay. famous and I'm over here like, but, fuck off. Yeah, Ambie's like, why do the people recognize that I'm famous? <laughs> and I, I think that's very interesting because Ambie always talk, Ambie and I always talk about how like our balance is like very much like needed to kind of center us both. So oh, yeah. that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Okay. Anyway, Aquarius. Anyway. <laughs> and we're back on track. So I, uh, if you guys remember. We're not going to get back on track. Let's be honest, guys. If you guys remember, I always thought that I was an Aries rising. But I recently learned I was an, I'm an Aquarius rising. So I, too, have been learning about the sign. And I don't know that much. I'm learning, but I really don't know that much about it. But what I do know about it is that it's an air sign. Right? Even though the symbol yep. is water. Yes. it's a, That always confuses me. Yeah. Well, what I thought was what I when Michael said, so what do you think the age of Aquarius is going to be about based off of all the other, you know, he said, OK, well, Aries is the sign of the ram and the, the, the fish. And so mm-hmm. it all had to do with that stuff. And I was like, he's like, so what do you see for age of Aquarius? And I was like, rising sea levels. <laughs> it's That's it's really- sad because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think that that's something we're gonna to have to deal with uh well people are already dealing with it yeah people are already dealing with it um but isn't the aquarius sign aren't they like the the like helper of mankind and like yes. the do-girders and stuff like that did, did you do your homework <laughs> i might have michael I <laughs> yeah it's the unit. i'm tempted it's to give you coming- another air horn but what's it oh come on i love the air horn bring Just an air, air horn <laughs> Thank you. It's so much fun, even when you just do it with your voice. I deserve all of the air horns. I appreciate you. All right, cool. We're moving on. We're moving on to actually getting into what Aquarius season is. Right. So, um, not Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. Aquarius Aquarius. season is like, is one month. This is like, fucking so long. Anyway, so, how long? 10,000 years. Like, Two about well, I'm gonna say roughly and then be quite spent two thousand one hundred and fifty years. Okay, but like yeah. it's kind of, it's like quite difficult to to say like where one begins and one ends because it's so slow. Um, right. it's kind of like a, I saw one author, um, Alice O'Hau. She was saying it's like, um, when I just read this quote I've got here instead of pretending like I'm doing it off the off the top of my head, she said in discerning like when one ends and one begins, she said the problem is akin to determining the beginning and the end of a large discernible wave in the middle of the ocean. You can feel it gathering, you can see it crest and break, and you can feel the energy spending itself and intermingling with the next surge. But I think you would agree that determining the very moment such a wave begins is virtually impossible. And for this reason, don't take my dates or anyone else's too literally, dates as in at the beginning of, uh, of an age. Um, uh, what's of paramount importance is the sequence of development. 
That's what she reckons. So it's like, but having said that, like 2,100 years thereabouts is how long like an age will last. Um, so you said that Aquarius is a sign of, of water. More specifically, it's like the water bearer or like the, the water, water carrier. Bearer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I was going to say, actually, there was one, there is one mention of that in like the gospels. Um, the so people, they asked like Jesus, I don't remember the verse, but they were like, what's, uh, what would be like the signs of like the end and, and all that kind of thing. And uh, if we look at, by the way, the, the whole thing about Bible prophecy is so interesting. Like, I love it. It's so uh, just like reading this like esoteric poetry and it's just like, it's like Nastro, like Nostradamus album by Nas. That's like one thing. Nostradamus is another thing, but like, like, like prophecy, like written like 2000 or more years ago is like amazing. But um, he did say, he was like, um, oh, you'll go into the city and uh, you'll see a man there who's like carrying a jug of water and like enter into the house that he goes into and stuff like that. It's like an interesting, like, yo, he knew, he knew there was the Aquarius was next, but that's just like a throwaway thing. So like the water bear for sure. Um, symbolically, uh, Aquarius is about freedom for sure. It's uh, quite a futuristic and kind of like uh, eccentric sign. It's like kind of a lot of like innovation going on there, kind of like mad scientist vibe kind of thing. Just like, like Tesla vibes. Definitely, definitely like, like Elon seeing Musk things that vibes. <laughs> Yo, I was, I was like, I was gonna like not bring up Elon Musk because I think I did once like years ago. I was like, oh, let me tell you another thing I hate about Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's but, so uh, weird. I'm sorry. He was at the Met Gala last night. He's just, he's so awkward. And I don't know. His intentions are, I don't know, so is the problem. He, he, he has a, he has Asperger's, right? So like maybe like That's socializing true. is like. That's Not true. so much like his but thing, if, but. But if anyone, if you were going to tell me that any public figure was 100% an alien, like, like, hey, they've been an alien this whole time. They were blending in amongst everyone. I would 100% believe if you said He's Elon He's the Musk. worst blending in alien ever. Yeah. Well, He's well I'll tell you. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you that I gave someone a reading and I'm not going to say who, but they work almost directly with him and they were like what should i tell elon <laughs> and basically <laughs> yeah it's a weird thing that that just happened anyway and basically they were asking me if elon knew like this new energy technique that they were seeing and i was like yep he's aware of it and also he's getting his information directly from like other unworldly sources and not using them in great ways. Just a heads up. Doesn't so, surprise me at all. Yeah, when we interviewed really Tesla me. in spirit, not no, that Tesla he was the greatest like guy ever, but yeah, he didn't like him. He didn't agree yeah. with him. He said he was supporting him in the beginning, but now he's veered off on a path that he doesn't agree with. So. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Anyway. Thumbs down. He was also very sexually inappropriate. I just want to. Yeah. Throw so that that's why there. I said like Tesla. And how I'm can not we take the his only. Word? And I'm not the only medium that has felt that way about Tesla. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Creep. <laughs> I love Michael's face. Wow. <laughs> well, I used, I used to admire the guy. Shit, I didn't realize it was a, a creep weirdo. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the, continue the, on. Continue on. So Elon Musk for me actually is quite like, a, although I think I looked at his chart and I don't think he's got very much, if anything, that's in, in Aquarius, but he does really exemplify the, the kind of... Um, there's this thing about it's kind of like an idealistic sign as well it's like about um 
they have these like awesome ideas like concepts mm-hmm. but like as they try and put them into like into like 3d then uh well, <laughs> you? Anyway, as, i don't think that's you no okay I continue really do. go ahead really yeah go ahead well, I, finish I was, finish so i was, I was gonna say that <laughs> elon musk's uh thing about uh remember when there was those kids trapped in a in a mine i think yeah. in thailand yeah. and there was people on site who were like right we've got to get them out we're going to do this and then um, elon musk um he decided to design a, a submarine or something that was gonna navigate and like save them and it was like what and then the guy <laughs> and it was like the the guy who was actually on site was like listen that idea is like not like never gonna bizarre work. like yeah. if you want to help why don't you give us like some some money or you know whatever you come out physically yeah. come and help and uh elon musk uh, uh like said something really bad like about him on twitter or whatever and it was like what like but he's like he wanted to be the guy who came up with the big idea yeah. which was cool in his in his head but like when it turned into reality it kind of fell apart like yeah he didn't of- really want to help he just yeah. wanted to have the idea to get him out or like he didn't want to have the most practical idea that would most certainly work mm. he wanted to have mm-hmm. the most innovative idea that would mm. get him innovation points nailed it nailed it yeah yeah having said that so technology has got a lot to do with with Aquarius for sure. It's ruled by Uranus, which um, at, which is kind of rules technology and things like that. Um, and there's also a, an idea that when you're asking about this water, like the the water bear and stuff like that, what if the water wasn't water, but it was more like electricity or like energy, like, current, like waves, current. right? Oh, waves or current. Yeah. Yeah. So like we sense. use these terms like alternating current, direct current, and like radio waves and stuff like that. We use mm-hmm. like those. They're, they're from water, but also we use them for kind of technology. So green, what if it was like electricity? Green energy. Because the, the, don't they have like the, the wave, like the energy that's made by waves? What's that called? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, tidal generator. Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But that's interesting because, yeah, when I was like feeling into the age of Aquarius, I kept seeing like the, it's like the Wi-Fi sign, you know? Like on oh, your yeah. computer, the Wi-Fi sign, but it doesn't. I mean, obviously, we already have Wi-Fi, but I feel like it mm. means more because Aquarius is the air sign, right? So I feel like there's more stuff that's going to be oh yeah, um, like traveling through the air or more information communicated, or like you said, Michael, maybe some new form of energy, which would be really exciting, um, yeah, and would change a lot. So. Definitely. And the, the two other things I want to say about Aquarius is a very humanitarian based sign as well. Um, and uh, it's very rational. Like you said, it's like rational, but it's like detached, which is this kind of it's its whole thing. So taking all these all these ideas and stuff. So I think we do the same as like with the other signs. We'll talk about like, well, we kind of guess like what society is going to look like and how it's going to change in the next couple of thousand years. And then we'll get into like uh, what spirituality like is going to be. And then we'll kind of guess like what's going to be like the the myth like at the age of Aquarius. So um, for me, I reckon that they, this kind of coming when we're already kind of there is like, it's going to be a more and more like technological age. Like technology is going to like continue to like, by the way, like the rate of development of technology, like it just like, uh, it just like, it, it, it just gets like, it's so fast. <laughs> like it's absolutely, do you remember, um, well, you had a, an episode the, like last week called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So do you remember that one where uh Frank falls out of a window and he hits his head and he thinks it's like 10 years in the past. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm sure I did see that episode. 
Sorry. You start watching on a daily basis like I do. Then you'd be cool like me. <laughs> do you listen to their podcast? I listen to their podcast every week. Oh, really? Shit, that was them. funny. So good. Go oh. ahead, though. Um, uh, so basically, they're sitting there and they're trying to convince him that like it is 10 years ago. And they sit down and like they pull out their phone just like as a normal thing. And Frank's yeah. like, yo, what is that? And because he, he's never seen it before. But it's right. like you don't even realize. Like if you How went back like 10 time. years ago. Yeah. Totally. Like, it's crazy to me that I remember a time when I actually had to pick up the phone on a cord and dial it. That was in my lifetime. Like, it seems... In my lifetime. Oh, my God. You can see my eye wrinkles, and that's depressing. In my lifetime, the internet was developed. How wild is that to think about? The internet was made. And I remember when texting, I remember thinking, what a dumb idea that is. Remember we were talking no about No one's going to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Remember we were talking no about that YouTube idea and my dad that. telling me about YouTube and I was like, oh, he was yeah. like, yeah, it's a place you can upload your videos and other people can watch it. And I was like, why would anyone ever want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Or like, I didn't understand why anybody would want a camera on their phone. Like, why not? Yeah. If you're going to take pictures, just carry your camera around. Right. Because like, we couldn't understand the, the constant sharing, the yeah. way that our society would get value from sharing that's why i said why would anyone want to share their videos and that's why ambie said why would you need to take pictures on your phone because like all of it has to do with sharing right yeah yeah so interesting Interesting. And now we have aged ourselves. Let's continue on. (laughs) Yo, I'll age us one more time. So let's, let's all like, let's say we're doing a mime of like talking on the phone. Like what, what shape does your hand? Oh, I know this one. I know this one. Like that. Okay. So Ambi, so Ambi, your, your kids, if they mime a phone, like they, they do it like, oh, do you, so it's like they're holding a phone, right? Like up to their head rather than like put their hand in the shape of a phone. Mm -hmm. I just remembered this is like an Or like they might just be like this. Because, like, you'd be wearing... No, they would all do this. I've asked them. Oh, this. Okay. Yeah. So weird. Um, So definitely technology, I think, is going to, like, continue to play a part. Um, I think, like, the humanitarian side of Aquarius is going to be huge as well. And i got to say, like, a lot of people would say that, well you got to hope so because people always say oh age of Aquarius, everything's going to be, like, so good. We're going to fix all the problems. Like, if you look at um, the ideas that came through in the age of Pisces, like like the proper, like, you know, like Christianity where you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to love everybody and you're supposed to be at peace and stuff. Like, exactly, right? Uh, It's been like 2,000 years and we've absolutely fucked it. (laughs) Like that's, no one does that, you know? Yeah. Um, And uh, the humanitarian thing, like Amber's just saying, like we've got to hope that like that side of Aquarius will come through, but because like we're obviously facing, like you're saying, like the rising sea levels, like the, the climate crisis is, is like, it's just beginning. Like, honestly, it's 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 going to be shit. Well, we had someone, we were just talking about this. We have someone who's on our podcast on an episode coming out next Friday who is a climate scientist, an intersectional climate scientist. And oh, I saw that. I haven't heard it yet. Well, her philosophy, she's actually very optimistic about oh, not. Right? And she shares why, because she, essentially to sum it up is because like from her perspective, it's not about the things that we're being told it's about. It's about, it's not about the sensationalized things. It's about things that we have very real effect on every day. And I'm not talking about like recycling and stuff like that. It's about, it's intersected with so many other issues in society. So she really Mm -hmm. like kind of positions it in an empowering way. Um, But 
you got me thinking, what if the, so water bearer, like I think of that as like, you know, what's an essential key of life? Like what's, what do like humans need to survive? Like we mm. need water. If there's like a crisis, what's like one of the first things human do is get her, get her water, get her water and mm. you know, bring the water. Right. So is water bearer, mm. is that a symbol of like help, like helping help, like bringing the water, like bringing the essence, mm. like bringing the, um, the aid. Calm. Yeah. Cool angle. I like that. <laughs> I love that he's not. He's like, Meh, maybe. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I never thought that. No, that's great. I think, I think of somebody holding like a pitcher of like a not a pitcher. Um, it's like the olden days when you have to go get the water from the well, and they're like yeah. lugging it and they're like trying to bring it to somebody. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To very high school. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> Like to to like do the work to help people like and also yeah. like the to community do your heart, you know to do your yeah, yeah exactly exactly yes. yeah hmm. um yeah I think in, in other ways as well we've got a we've got a lot like to sort of like the the state of like global wealth like inequality yeah is it's like what I mean what is it like five I mean five or less percent of like people on the planet own like half of the wealth like that's that's just yeah. bonkers yeah well that's we've got to fix that. Well, that's what the climate scientist is talking about. She was talking about, in actuality, the biggest contributors to climate disaster is um, white supremacy, colonialism, and... Um, capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, and makes a very good case for it. And so it's like, if we could, you know... Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to know more, Michael, just listen to that goddamn episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, definitely. By the way, another thing I think one of the primary, uh, like most basic kind of um, failures of like this kind of globalized capitalist kind of economic system that we've got is um, the like food shortages, right? So, yeah. food shortage is not a production problem. There, we are making like enough food. Uh, for everybody it's a logistical problem it's a problem of distribution and that the problem with that is like the profit motive right because if there's like all this mm -hmm. like overproduction in like place a and there's like underproduction in place b it's like why don't we just like oh because it's not cost effective it's like whatever like that kind of thinking has got to go in the bin like mm. that we've got to sort it's, that out dude there's tiktoks where i for it is it Whole Foods? It could be Whole Foods, which would be really upsetting. But some big like food, grocery, something, they every week will throw out things that are technically past a certain date, but are still 100% yeah. edible, 100% good. And they'll yeah. throw them out in mass or and they'll sometimes they'll like pour stuff on them. So nobody yeah, gets blue, it. Like food coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Or like bleach or something. Panera does that too. Who? Panera, do Panera does Panera. that. And then another thing is like fashion, right? Like the fashion houses will do that. They'll destroy things mm. that cost thousands of dollars that people could wear, but they destroy it because they don't want it out there and not for profit. And it's like, it's insane. go fuck yourselves. Sorry. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I used to be ideologically i used to be all for like no it's about being the end of you know like the whole line of thinking about like oh no like we we can't have like any any kind of like uh uh like wealth redistribution or like sorting out like wealth equality it's like oh no we can't have that because what if i was a millionaire i wouldn't someone want it but it's like i'm i, I mean i'm not going to be a millionaire <laughs> like i i'm we're know, millionaires you could like, be a millionaire 
<laughs> well, I, I I hope one day I could be a views or listens uh, a millionaire. But um, but do, do you know what I mean? It's like the, mm-hmm. that. And anyway, that argument doesn't even come into it. Like we've got to think like collectively. And I think that that is really that's something that I think we can see kind of starting to grow. We've already got like um, the what is it? Go for it. No, sorry. Oh, sorry, I, I thought you were going to say something. No, I was, but uh, I held myself because I wanted you to finish your thought. Like we've already got like the United Nations, uh, w- which is like a kind of global kind of organization. We've got like the World Trade Organization, the the World Bank, and things like that. Um, but the thing is, though, f- first of all, the 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 idea of those things is good, but it's like ruined by by nationalism. Still, it's like there's five um, permanent. Security Council members at the UN, which is the USA, Russia, China, UK, and France, and they've all got veto power, which basically means that if any of those, and it's basically the, the five like most powerful countries in the world, or it was like when they got that status. So basically, right. anything that doesn't go like according to what they want, like for themselves, like as one they nation, they just veto, which it kind of undermines the whole fucking point. And actually, that's been in the news uh, round about now because I think about the USA because. Uh, I think Joe Biden has been saying in in with the whole um, Russia Ukraine thing because Russia has like this veto thing. Then any kind of uh, like kind of uh, kind of strong uh, UN motion to like do something about that, like Russia can just veto it. So like Biden is trying to argue. I think um, this might not be right, but I read I did read it somewhere. He's like we should weaken this whole idea of like veto power. But you get a lot of media like in the US like saying no, we can't do that because it'll like weaken like the leverage of the USA and I'm reading it like that's the whole fucking point <laughs> you know yeah, totally. um and yeah I think that you know the the the, w, the WTO and like the IMF and things like that and you know they, they've got there's a lot wrong with them but like the concept is good but it does need a lot of work yeah mm-hmm. it's like America I mean the whole world has problems right but America, we're in America, so we can see those problems more clearly, I think. Um, but it's like America has was always sold as the a place where you can become a millionaire, right? You can yeah. become a millionaire. So all everyone comes with this dream and this goal, whether they understand that's a goal or not, it's somewhere in the back of their minds is the goal that we need to become millionaires, otherwise we're not successful here. And... I think that is the cause of so much people's unhappiness, even if they don't mm. realize it. It's because they think they're supposed to be a millionaire, but they're not a millionaire. I think it's also not just a millionaire. It's like the American dream because the American dream encompasses other things other than just money. And the American dream is done. Like they're like, that's not really, it, it is a thing still, but it's a sales tactic. It's no longer like a real thing. It's a, yeah. Idealized. Well, even just to have a thing. house, you have to be a millionaire or you have to get a loan for a million dollars because literally a, a basic house right now is a million dollars. Like, I mean, not houses. not all basic houses, not in my area, like in okay. your area. Yes, but not in not in everywhere. But I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. a student loan debt. Like there's a lot of things that are unattainable right now and that feel really overwhelming and really um, disheartening mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I paid yeah. $7 today for a tart. 
a tart. It was supposed to be $4 and somehow by the end of it, it was $7. I was like, I just paid $7 for a tart that's like not even bigger than the palm of my hand. I was like, that is inflation. This is insane. But I did it because I wanted the tart. And yeah. it's crazy. Like it's, it's really crazy. But the other thing I was going to say about the millionaire ideal is that I think this has also contributed to turning us all into egomaniacs, right? Like everyone is for themselves. Everyone thinks that they're the most important person in the room. Everyone thinks that, I mean, that's what, you know, influencer culture has kind of resulted in, right? It, but it's also just the culture of America. Like, we're most important, we're the best. And mm -hmm. even I'm in the baby naming process right now and it's, I, it's really interesting because back in the day, back in even the 80s, people wanted to name their kids something that was recognizable, that would f help them fit in, that would other people would know. So it wasn't about having the most unique name, it was about having a more common name. That's why there's so many Matt, Chris, Jen, you know, all the me growing up, I knew so many of each name, right? But now mm -hmm. um, everybody wants to name their kid the something that no one else is named. They want to yeah. give them the most unique name because they think that's how my kid's going to stand out and be a star. Because why? That's the ideal now, you know? Be a star, be your, be an influencer, be a breakout, be the only one of you. And I love the idea of being the only one of you because there is only one you. But I think that the whole reason I'm addressing this is because it's so far away from the Aquarian um, nice. ideals. Right. Good job to bring it back in there. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Good. Real, real That's where I was going. That's where I, was going. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we've got we've we pushed that to the max to the point where people are uh, just to give a quick little example. Coachella was a couple weekends ago, and that is what I saw so many influencers saying is like, I thought I was going to have fun, but I literally just saw a million influencers telling other influencers that they were more important than them because they mm. had X and it's like no one's more important than anyone out of that bunch. No one was really more important. Right. They just thought they were. So I think it was very disheartening to a lot of people to see that in actuality and see that playing out. And I think that we've really pushed that to the brink right now, you know? I, I think that that's, that's the kind of shadow of, of Aquarius really. And that's kind of what we were talking about before with them, you know, wanting to be the one to come up with like the solution or or whatever you know yeah. um and it's probably got a lot to do with the the fact that there's like an axis because they're opposite sides of aquarius and leo like we were talking about at the, at the very beginning about um you know leo rising like leo descendant or whatever wanting or not wanting like the spotlight you know but um what <laughs> that i just shifted to my i seat. just no i just laughed at the hypocrisy of myself for a second because i was like there is, <laughs> when we're podcasting, I'm very comfortable being in the spotlight. I'm very comfortable. Right. When we're out in the world, it is the opposite. It is the opposite. So I was just like, huh, that's interesting. Why is that? I think I feel like I have more control here. Anyway, oh, yeah. it's my shit. It's my I mean, shit. If, it's my shit. If I start I talking shit, also, you can just kick me right off here. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I think it also feels like we're just talking to our friends. It doesn't yeah. really, like if I had... 3,000 people in front of me right now. I'd be Definitely. like, uh, right. totally. I'd um, probably dance, let's be honest. Okay, we're moving yes. on <laughs> All right, so to the Aquarius. 
So that basically in society, I reckon, and I really hope that that's what's going to happen is that like people are going to stop thinking uh, like what you're saying about as individuals, but like on the scale of like nations, right? People are going to stop thinking about, oh, it's my country versus that country or like, you know, the idea of like passports and borders and and stuff. I kind of hope. And like, again, ideologically, I used to be like, I used to be like, oh, no, you can't. That's evil. Or, you know, the the world government, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, I think that we've got to start thinking more collectively rather than as individuals, because we've been thinking about as individuals for like millennia. Since we've been and, here. Well, really? yeah. I mean, yeah. certainly for the last hour, at least. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to it's it's going to move well, on. Ever and, since we evolved from tribes. Right. Yeah. Because when we were in tribes, we knew we needed each other to survive. Like we knew we needed to be, each person had a role and and all of that. So it's when we got away, which which leads into colonialism. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because as soon as you start building a city, you got to defend it. Because then when you build a, building a wall is, is to defend, but it's also to say like, this is the city and that's not the city. So then right. you start dividing things up like to begin with you know and people who weren't lucky enough to be born within the city they you know they can't come in mm-hmm. which is just just bollocks frankly yeah. um so anyway so that's like the culture kind of thing that i i think is coming so let's take a guess about the uh like the spirituality we don't really use the word religion anymore like i guess but um what do you guys think is going to happen like with spirituality look over the next couple of thousand years like what trends can you see like starting now that are gonna what do you think Way more spirituality, way more enlightenment, way more consciousness. I don't know. Way more. But like based around like collective, like thinking about the collective, right? Sure. Yes. We'll go with that. Yeah. I think based around the ideas that we talk about here. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean everybody is going. I think some people are going to take it way to the extreme and there will be a lot of cults and there will be a lot of like... I mean, there have been a lot of cults in the past. Yeah, too. I think even more. I think even more. And then there will be people who isolate and do their own spiritual, like like don't want to be around, like get so sensitive that they don't really want to be close to other people because they're so sensitive. They want to be in their own space. So I see it, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like the median is going to be like way more of this being normal right what do you think michael um i well there's a a couple of kind of guesses i think number one i think that um you can see how in many cases in many ways religion has been replaced by science really Mm. um which it's like a thing you even got like a priesthood in a sense you've got like scientists and they've even got like like you know white coats and stuff being like a recognizable Mm. like thing they wear so you can see that um you know people uh and the way that the science, the science goes, it's like you you make a series of discoveries and stuff, the scientific method, and it's like reaffirmed by other studies that are the same. And then we get kind of more information. But there, there are some gaps and things like that. And people extrapolate and say, well, probably based on the evidence, you know, we, right. we can't prove it, but there's probably something in there, which is is faith, you know, and uh, and I'm, I'm in no way bashing science. Like it's it's fucking brilliant. Like, you know, all this stuff. I'm just saying that, like it for a lot of people that holds the same same space like maybe 20 years ago like 10 20 years ago um there was like a wave of like atheism like i think like our generations were the first ones that kind of like grew up like kind of early kind of internet stuff we kind of had like oh right we realized like oh you actually can choose or whatever but like our grandparents are whatever 
like yeah. that wasn't a thing like religion was very much like a part of society and i think for a lot of people especially people who like started identifying as like i'm an atheist or whatever uh like they held that like like it was a kind of religious like label it, it held, i'm just saying i'm not saying it, it's the same i'm just saying it holds like the same function in in like psychologically you know right i think it's whatever um, like whatever makes you feel safe like for some people, if they were disillusioned by religion because they're like, that's not real. So right. their faith is in science, which is facts. They're like, okay, when the world's out of control, I look at the data and I say, well, pro the probability is I'm going to be okay or my loved ones are going to be okay or the probability is X, Y, and Z and that makes them feel safe. Mm -hmm. Whereas <laughs> like the people who were really into religion, that community or that faith made them feel safe with spirituality. Mm. It feels like taking religion, the, the things that people got from religion and putting it inside each one of us and yeah. being like, it's do it yourself. It's the powers in me. I don't have to go somewhere to get it. It's and it feels safe inside me. So now I can walk around feeling safe all the time without having to go outside. Like having myself. to go confess to like a priest. Yeah. You can just do it yourself having to go prove my worthiness that i should be safe you know right mm. yeah yeah um similar to that as well i wonder um how technology is gonna like kind of grow into like a kind of branch of spirituality and specifically ai right because like yes. ai is like developing and stuff and you, have you heard like the of a singularity have you heard of that yeah that no, idea what is that what is that uh, alexa what what was your your definition of a singularity wasn't well, the singularity where everything merges into one like where i don't know isn't that what it is no <laughs> pretty much yeah but it's i think from from our i think there's like one of those terms that's got a lot of um different uh definitions and stuff but what what i'm talking about is like that when ai develops to such a to such a level where it's able to like develop itself yeah and it kind of and then at that point you get like the internet of things where it's like everything is linked in like technologically is linked to one thing. And then AI grows to a point where like it's, we're not in control of it anymore. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, go ahead, Amy. I was going to change. I was going to say, have you guys seen those um, TikToks where you like, it's the robot, but it looks like a human. Mm -hmm. but then Oh yeah. It's so creepy. It creeps it's really me out creepy. so yeah. hard. I can't, I can't even handle it. And yeah. think about that. Like that's like the basic level of that technology, right? Yeah. yeah. Like give it a thousand years. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That is oh, scary. Cause so like, when, cause like, when will we draw the line? That. You know, like when will people be like, yeah, <laughs> it's getting a little close. We should probably stop. Like, I don't see humans, especially Americans, are not very good at that, being like, yeah, we've had enough. We've had enough. I think as long as they can make money on it, they'll keep going. Well, that's, like, the, question. that's the question of capitalism. What's going to happen with capitalism? Because if the whole system changes somehow and money is not really the value anymore, then... Do you think the whole system will change... I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think something is going to change. I do think that I'm not saying that money won't be around anymore. Or like the, what we know currency. as yeah, currency. I'm not saying there won't be an exchange system. Um, but I'm 
I wonder how much importance there will be on it, on everyone making their own money. Like, I wonder if it will be more of a, I don't know, every time the whole like universal basic income idea comes up, I'm always like, that's really interesting. I think people's ideals and what they think is important are going to change. And right now everyone thinks money is the most important thing because everyone wants to survive. So I think the survival component is going to change, I hope to God. And hopefully along with that will come the the worshiping of money. Michael, what are your thoughts on currency? Uh, uh, on Well, I think currency as like, if you got one thing that like is like a representative of value that you yeah. can use to like exchange for, and that everything, the value of everything is judged relative to that, like to a currency or whatever. Uh, I think that's a useful tool for at least like where we are just now. Um, more more broadly, I think that, yeah, I think everything has to change um, as far as like motivations. And like I said, the profit motive is pretty much the reason why, you know, for example, someone uh, someone whose job it is to protect like a rainforest in Brazil or whatever, that people get in there. People, The reason people are tearing that down is basically at the root of it is to make money, right? right? And the reason that they're able to get access is because they can bribe someone. And the reason they can bribe someone is because the person they're bribing sees the value in money and they want money. So they want to make profit. So um, that's just one example of just the way that like the profit motive is 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 wrecking the planet, basically. And I think that we've got to get rid of that. Uh, and either as a result of or uh, the one that causes that is that we've got to work on... Um, getting rid of, uh, of of classes really of like economic classes i think that that is is like because people just get stuck in in the same class like it's it's really um social mobility is like getting like uh, more and more difficult i think and even though you could say okay so like in the west um certainly well, i'll just say about my country like like technology is like you know improving we've got like you know smartphones and we've got uh we've got uh air horns on our phones or whatever yeah uh, <laughs> which is uh you know that's great and stuff like but just like you're talking about like buying a house and stuff like that like it's kind of um there, there was there was some tweet i saw and someone was like oh i've got to get up at you know 7 a.m and i've got to go to work so that i can keep the lights on or whatever it's like i didn't ask for any of this like why do i yeah. have to like you know um and it's just like why do you have to like justify your existence by spending like half of it doing something you don't like for you people that you don't that. know yeah exactly so like i think you know things like houses or whatever like there are houses like there are more houses than there are like people just like if someone's got like just just give the person a there's like these like images you see of there was some like porsche um that garage you know the the cars right and it's like at night and it's all like lit up like inside and stuff and there's like someone sleeping on the street like right outside it Mm -hmm. like in the cold or whatever it's like so we've got so we can heat and you know these cars like during the Mm -hmm. night and then the person sleeping outside, they've got to just like, what, go fuck themselves. Like, what, what's that about? You know, and mm-hmm. the argument would be, oh, but, you know, you've got to keep those cars warm because otherwise the part breaks or whatever. It's like, why is that more important? No, yeah. I think the because argument explains your, because it shows other people your status, right? Like it yeah. shows other people how important you are. I think because everybody at the end of the day, I feel like most people feel unseen, unimportant, lonely. And these material possessions houses cars other things they're just trying to fill that void the th- thinking of like to be happy yeah right and 
thinking of a house as like a status symbol, I think is part of like what's backwards. It's like, it's a necessity, you know, in the same yeah. way that like 20 years ago, you'd have been like, oh, a computer is a luxury. It's not like now it's a, yeah. it's, you, know, you need one of those, you know, yeah. same as a house. Like what, like yeah. people should just be given houses. Like, well, also- why do you have to? Well, that's, yeah. but that's the whole thing is like that whole concept is built because what I would argue is like what it's saying, it's, it's not about, oh, we need this to, I mean, it is about that. We need this to heat our cards or to display our wealth or whatever, but it's also about, well, if that person's sleeping on the street, then they must not have worked as hard as me. Oh, that, is, that. that is, that is the whole so American concept of like, you got to, it's dog eat dog. If I'm at the top, I work to get to the top, which oftentimes is not true. Honestly, oftentimes it's because your family had money, you've inherited money, you've inherited positions, you've inherited whatever to get there. Sometimes it's true, but it doesn't matter. The point is everybody has been sold that idea so hard that when we see people struggling, we think to ourselves, even if we're a compassionate person, somewhere in our brain, the program goes, oh, well, they must have made some bad choices. Like, that's why they're there and that's why I'm here. And because we don't want to be there. We don't want to be there because we know there's no help there. But that's the problem is like, that's what needs to equalize, you know? Did I say something? Definitely. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> no, that was spot on. No, I, I totally agree the... The, I mean, people say, you know, for example, it's like, oh, he's he's like a billionaire because like he, he works so hard. It's like... I mean, he has the exact same numbers, uh, number of hours in the day. Like, how hard do you think this per are you saying that like this person who's a billionaire works like one thousand times harder yeah, than I do? Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah exactly. You know, and then people say, Oh, we work smarter, not harder. It's like, well, you also like that I mean, but why is what you know, someone who literally does nothing except like move money from one place to another, but why is that like ten hundred thousand times more valuable than someone who's a for example, a professional astrologer. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why is like one thing seen as like I? I, I don't know. Just that the whole thing is fucking bonkers, and it needs to be like I've been thrown in the bin, really, to be honest with you, and uh, you know, put something way better in its place. Uh, like, if you look at what's interesting, I'm thinking, like, sitting here, you look at someone like Gary Vee, for example, who? someone who I really used to admire and someone an who I really used to look up to. He's an American entrepreneur and he grew up with very little. Uh, He came over here from Russia and um, hustled and worked his way up to having a lot of money. Now, I would say he's probably, I don't know how much money he has, but I would say safely he's probably a billionaire at this point. And his goal, and he says this pretty proudly, is to buy the Jets. His goal is not to end world hunger. His goal is not to help people. His goal is not to like. But he do, he does help. He, sorry. What does he do? What does he do? One of the main things that he does is he always talks about how when you're starting out, if you say like I, there's no way to make money or you can't find a job. He's like, I'm telling I'm going to show you guys how to do it. And he's really big on garage sales and going to garage sales and reselling things in this market. And everybody yeah, always so said, his- but everybody always said, well, that's really easy for you to say. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go out and do it every weekend. And he films it and he shows people how to do it. And then as a result, there's been this whole wave of people who have gotten out of debt and, and followed his example because he shows them how to do it. And I think he does a lot of philanthropy, but I understand what you're saying of like his goal is to buy the jets. But that being said, 
I think everybody has to have a dream. You know what I mean? Everyone has to have a dream spurring them on. That is also part of the American dream. Because he's a mm-hmm. he's a he's an immigrant. I get what you're saying. And in the same aspect, I also want to say that like, because I used to follow him a lot and I used to like listen to what he said and things like that. And yes, he encourages people. If I did this, you can do this. And to some degree, I would say that that's probably really true. However, what we're not taking into consideration is he grew up with two supportive parents in the house. Right. He grew up if he has mental illness, he does not speak about it, to my knowledge. So we're not taking into consideration two really basic principles here that affects a lot of people worldwide. When you have no like no one that you can trust in your home as a child, that directly impacts how you will be as an adult when you grow up with not being met those basic survival needs of eating and a place, a safe place to live that directly impacts how you are as an adult. And so though, and that contributes to mental illness, et cetera. And when you take away basic programs, like in when Reagan was in presidency, they had basic mental illness houses and things like that, that they took away after his, his uh, presidency because the government didn't want to fund it anymore. Like when you take away those programs and you make insurance now for profit, and now citizens can't afford to pay for insurance. And then they're called a piece of shit if they live on state, if they get state funding or government funding, government assistance, it just creates the snowball effect for people of hopelessness and nowhere to go. And so it's, it's not only the million dollar houses, it's not only the, where am I going to live? It's the feeling of, I can't get out of this because of my basic needs have never been met. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we can move on. Sorry for that. I just didn't understand how that had to do with Gary V. Because I feel like he preaches a lot to, he preaches a lot to, if I did it, you can do it. And yeah, that's all well and fine. If you did it, like you can do it. But he also preaches a lot that his biggest supporters are his mom and his dad. And that his dad owned a business and that he ran that business for his dad. So what if, what if I don't have that? What if I don't have anybody in my corner? You know what I mean? Like what, like it's not just about. Well, that's where racism and capitalism and colonialism and all that comes into the picture. Right. But what I'm saying is it's not just about like work really hard and you can do it. Like I agree completely. And I think Gary Vee is a good example of what we're talking about in someone who says work really hard and you can do it too. You're not considering all of the factors at play here. It's not just about working as hard as you can and achieving this goal. It's really about, yeah, I'm working as hard as I can, but my feet are in quicksand and I'm not going anywhere, you know? And I feel like a lot of these factors are not taken into consideration, especially if you look at um, black Americans who literally have thing after thing after thing just going against them like every time they take a step forward they're knocked down that i cannot even imagine how disheartening or 
truly discouraging that must be. Yeah, right. Like it's uh, it's like for a lot of people, it's it's like the system because like because it's a quite individualistic um, way of uh, like mode of production capitalism. Then not everyone can be successful. That's how mm-hmm. it is. Like M- Milton Friedman, even he's like a really highly thought of um, economist. Like, well, hi- not by me, but by people who support this kind of thing. And he he came up with this uh, hypothesis of a natural level of unemployment. Where he was like, mm-hmm. no, you've got to have like, I think it's like 2% of a society is going to have to be unemployed for it to work or whatever. And I'm sitting there going, well, then it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it doesn't work. Know, right. So I think that like that's what I got from what you're saying, Ambi, that it's like the, for a lot of people, it's like set up for them to fail. Like yeah, it's, the whole thing is set up for some people to fail. And we've got to like, we've got to basically improve it so that we've got to set up for everyone to at the very least have like, their basic like basic needs met and like to have like a basic like a certain uh minimum quality of life and like you know basic like respect and and dignity in in there as well and that's and that goes back to that analogy of the homeless person outside of the wealthy person's house you know like maybe they grew up in the same environment maybe you know one overcame circumstances that the other one didn't but the most likely if we're going to look at this from like a logical scientific perspective the most likely is they did not grow up in similar environments they did not have the same chance of succeeding and yet when we look at homeless people compared to someone who's wealthy we we don't factor in any of those things right we just look at our individual our perspective of the world and our perspective of the world is well, that homeless person shouldn't be homeless because they grew up X, Y, and Z. And that's not necessarily always the situation. Mm-hmm. Like I remember in San Diego, there are a lot of homeless people and people, I would give homeless people money and, um, or food or whatever. And people would say, aren't you worried they're going to spend it on alcohol? Not at all. Not at all. Go spend it on alcohol or drugs. Like if that's what makes you happy, yeah. then by all means go do that. Because if I was homeless, I could not like, maybe I would be doing the same thing. And there's no judgment or like um, ill will towards that because God forbid I'm in that situation someday. I don't want someone to micromanage how I spent a dollar they gave me when in actuality, what the fuck am I going to do with the dollar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. Thank you for coming. Whoa. To talk. Oh, uh, <laughs> Thanks, uh, I want to, uh, I, oh, sorry. Did you have something to say, Alex? I just wanted to move no, on to the last thing like, I wanted to say. I was about. like making a. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this app, if anyone wants to download it, is called Airhorn. Shout out! I didn't develop yeah, it. That'd be a I'm great way to it. like. I'm gonna download it right anyway, now. Uh, I've just ruined the podcast. It's gonna be non-stop. <laughs> Airhorn. God. Uh, all right. So, so that's it's like what a lot of the, <laughs> like the the cultural trends and stuff that I think we can expect with Age of Aquarius. As far as a myth. Right. So like whether, you know, we're talking about these different gods and stuff in previous uh, ages and stuff. There is one right now, which I think is a dead set for what will be probably the main myth in Age of Aquarius. I think it's already here. I think. Right. UFOs. ETs. So check this. Right. So the the episode I was on talking about the discovery of their planets and stuff, there was this quote about how Jung believed that. Uh, the UFO phenomenon with that we were seeing like the unfolding of like a new myth and I was like huh and I went and found the book if anyone wants to read it it's by Carl Jung and it's called Flying Saucers Um, it's like really short it's like 150 pages or something it's like a an essay kind of long essay 
basically he, he kind of he uh and it's like one of the geniuses of his generation like one of the founders of like psychology wrote a book about ets like how do you not get excited about that um basically if if that's going to be like a main aquarian myth it really fits the whole thing like a glove right it would bring the whole uh perspective like we've even had like one of our first like great prophets for that in the sense of um like neil armstrong i think it was neil armstrong when he went to the moon he was up there and he said he looked back and he saw like the world as like one as one and then he was like oh that put it into all this perspective where it's not about east versus west it's like it's about unity and then he came down and started preaching all that kind of thing that's like that that's i mean that's a vision basically and he's had it through Mm -hmm. technology as well so that's like an aquarian vision right so i think through that we'll get more stuff about like interfaithism and like tolerance and things like that and uh if i could be so bold as to quote the inner bloom podcast episode 429 (laughs) so this is when you're talking about ets going like more mainstream right so uh ambi you said that there's a all the different species here we go was, was you, you tell me if, the, if you still stand by this you said that uh, uh a lot of the species there's arcturians pleiadians there's three types of greys there's reptilians mm-hmm. lyrans andromedans praying there's a praying mantis type you said there's like thousands of species but the arcturians pleiadians and the greys are the top three that interact with with humans is that right i would still stand by that yeah okay <laughs> awesome and alexa you said uh I feel like I'm in court and it's like, don't say this. <laughs> go ahead. I, okay, I call the stand Alexa Jan. You said, quote, one of our recent conversations with the ARC 9. This is recent at the time. Uh, you said, well, this was only, if it was 429, that was very recent. So, which, eps- which episode are you on now? Like, like 440. Oh, okay. Continue um, on. Continue on. You said, uh, one of the, our recent conversations with the ARC 9, they said, they said, quote, we have interfered only a few times when you needed us in order to protect humanity and will continue to do so. And you said that made you feel good. So, and again, I'm not using myth to mean like not true, but that sounds like the same attitude people would have about God if they're Christians, right? That God has intervened a few times when they needed us in order to protect humanity and they'll continue to like watch over us, right? I don't know because I'm not Christian. But do you know what I mean? It people talk about that. It's nice like God, God's that. looking after me and stuff. Yes, right. Yeah. That's like a right. a thing. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I'm, I'm well aware. After the two of you completely failed to know any Bible stories whatsoever, <laughs> <laughs> the last, uh, which obviously is fair enough. Um, Good times. Good but times. I, I, I think that yeah, I think that ETs will be um, will well. In fact, Ambi, you said that disclosure will come via like osmosis from like people like sharing their own experiences, right? Mm. So like it'll get to a point where. Uh, ET info and you know what's that I learned in that episode as well to say ET and not to say alien because uh, it's like a, a oh slur. the derogatory term <laughs> right <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm so happy I haven't said it so far uh, they, it'll get to a point where like ET info is like more prevalent in the media but crucially there will still be some people who like don't believe it yes right yeah. Um, and I think uh, I mean I, I think that that is I mean that's probably going to be the future of, of spirituality that's going to be the the new gods basically is going to be ETs. That makes sense. Oh yeah. That makes sense too though, because I mean, there's still people who don't believe COVID's a thing. There's still people who don't believe the Holocaust happened. Like there's like, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's a huge thing. There's people that don't believe the Holocaust happened. Or do you think it was like a lot smaller or whatever? No, no, they they don't think it happened. 
Google it. Oh, really? Is, is that a thing Are as well? Are you being oh my serious? God. Yes. Is this, this is real been life? a thing for a real long time. Yes. Same thing as like they don't think 9-11 happened. The, the 9-11 like truthers, like they don't think 9-11 oh, happened. They think Go- it didn't happen? Yes. Uh, Google, <laughs> you guys, Google it. In, like, Google it. I'm telling you this is a big thing that's been going on a really long time. But the, it's – or there's people who believe the earth is not round. I mean – whatever but the point is that makes sense that I mean, I, that makes more sense to me than well because they can't prove you can't they can't physically go and be we can't physically go and be like look right i, mean, can, I think you but, have trust issues but nonetheless continue on go well, ahead anyway the point is just to wrap this up like that makes sense because i think a lot of us me the idealist aquarius is like oh yeah one day we're all just gonna know like everything we're all just going to be on the exact same page and we're all just going to believe this and it's like no that's never going to happen because i think there will be more unity and more crossover and more overlap and more consensus but i also think we'll never be free of people who are like no that's not true like there it's we're always going to have that level of contrast whether even if an alien is standing right in front of all of us you know there's still going to be people who deny it so that makes sense. And I also forgot about the influence of alien. Like if we, if disclosure happens and that becomes an integrated part of our society, one, the in, the spread of information and how they can, like technology, all that will be affected. And two, it might really open up people's minds in a whole new way because aliens have been the long time thing that like, no, no, that's not real. That's just made up. And if aliens mm-hmm. actually are here, you know, it could open up people's faith um, quite a bit more. So, got a got a hype a, a little little question to to postulate here. So, so if 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 we're looking way, guys, at like, I gotta go in five minutes. I'm so sorry. By the way, oh, sure. I've been waiting to use the air horn button. Go on, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what about like? If uh, okay, so if like ETs and stuff are like the new the new myth, right? So like the new religion. So right. there's a lot of people like a big thing in like Christianity and also in Judaism and, and Islam and stuff is about like the return, right? It's like the yeah the, we just take on faith for now, but one day it'll be like a physical reality that no one can like possibly deny, right? Right. So and obviously that hasn't happened like so far. I don't know in the future or whatever, but I probably probably think that it's not going to happen. Um, what about do you know where I'm going with this? So, like, what if like ETs and stuff is the are, are the same way? What what if it like not maybe what well, oh. returning is one thing, but what about if like physical manifestation of ETs on Earth, like undeniable, like CNN front page stuff? What if that never happens? Because that would be on par with myths of previous ages. Yeah, then maybe it won't. It, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriately done. It, then it won't happen. I don't know. I'm not fixed on it happening. I guess it, it doesn't have to happen. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like that would be, I don't think that would make it any less true in the sense that, because it, it's it's a, if it is a, like a myth in the sense of, again, like it's a more meaningful story than not saying it's like fake or whatever, but then it doesn't have to like become like physical in order for it to like have value. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. to be I true. I think that's faith. Yeah. You know, that's just me. Yeah. I see. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so happy. And I think that's um, already underway. I think you said that, but it's yeah. already underway. 
for sure. Um, I just want to say what, one. I'll drop one more thing, right? So actually, like we were saying, that Leo and Aquarius are like opposite signs, right? So last episode, I started way back in the age of Leo as like the kind of beginning of like civilization, Ooh, really. Like full the beginning circle of this kind there. Of thing. Very so exciting. full circle is right. Even better. And it's like, <laughs> so what if, what if like the the age of Leo was like the beginning of a new cycle? And what if like humanity has already been to like this kind of like level of, of advancement already? And maybe that was in the previous age of Aquarius. And maybe that's where it all fell apart because like 12,000 years, like I think that would be enough time for everything to like, there wouldn't be any trace, right? So yeah. maybe I, I, I'm, I, it's probably but wait, not, but wait, what if there's, there's like six more signs in the Zodiac. Like what about those? Right. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just postulating that maybe if it's those. like, if Leo, because like out of nowhere, there's this, like this Sphinx, like, okay. And again, I'm, I'm kind of, that's not a mainstream thing that the Sphinx is that old, but if it is, it's like, what? And the whole thing's about like Atlantis and, and Lemuria and stuff like that. What if that was from a previous like cycle and we're just mm, at the kind of right but what 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 i'm saying it. is what signs came before leo uh so no if, if after aquarius would be this is funny doing this backwards capricorn and then sagittarius and then scorpio and then libra and then virgo and then it's leo so because the pre-session it moves it moves like backwards right so I'm, but like but, you're you're saying that like aquarius and leo are next to each other no, no, they're opposite. No, they're right, opposite. Right, right. Right. So, so I'm saying that maybe if it's like a cycle. They're like, I'm if it's that, like a circle, yeah. Aquarius yeah. and Leo are here. Right. So, yeah. so there's a lot in of it. So there's a lot in on the other. Okay. I'm just going to drop. Yeah. It. No, no, that they're, they're totally as, and you know, I don't know. It's just like a, a postulation. Also, because you're, uh, so the, the metal, like we were saying the other day, Alexa, uh, the metal that's our element that's associated with Aquarius is uranium. Yeah. And so it's like, Maybe like, I don't know, maybe we all die. And then it's like 12,000 years later, it all starts again with like a new Sphinx. That's exciting. <laughs> no. I, to end on like a real I brought up the rising sea levels and that was too serious for you guys. You were like, yeah. And I didn't, Michael, I didn't say that was Michael too serious. just says. Maybe we're all going to we die and start well, over in this Because Amby, uranium is used in nuclear Thank you for mansplaining that to me. Did you know? Because I didn't know until I Googled it. <laughs> it's a little quiet <laughs> on your end. Yeah, you've you got to hold that closer to the thing. Yeah. Um, oh, all right, cool. So that, all right. That's uh, Is this better? There you go. Much that's better. So clear. I mean, it's clearer, but I don't know if that's better. I don't know if I've ruined this in the balloon podcast. Oh, yeah. You've ruined the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the listens went down. There is no more engagement now because of the air horn. Michael. Pizza, a million. Anyway, yes. <laughs> this was amazing. Tell everyone. Michael. Yeah, it really was. Tell every, <laughs> Jesus. Tell everyone where they can find you again. If you want to, you can find, so I've got a website. You can find me at michaelboyle.com. Michael spelled this super awesome way that uh, is in the title of this podcast or video, uh, just.com. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel as well. There's a link in there um, and a Facebook page if you want to follow me, if you want to email me, have a chat. If you want to book some astrology things, like I said last time, I don't usually do uh, this with clients, but I mean, if you wanted to like book an hour of my time and discuss this stuff, absolutely, <laughs> let's do it. But uh, primarily, uh, yeah, like natal chart, um, readings or consultations um or if you want to work like longer term and stuff there's there's options on there but yeah just i'm i'm all about the i'm all about the astrology um so uh yeah 
He's awesome. Let's, let's get in touch. He oh. is. Book he is it up. Awesome. You won't regret it. Oh, um, that's right. I, I said last time, I almost forgot. If yeah. on my website, when you're booking, if you use the code inner bloom, oh, I don't yeah. know, I don't know if it has to be all capitals or I think it's just the same. Uh, but put in all caps just in case. Inner Bloom will give you a 20% reduction on the price. Ooh, <laughs> where's the air horn for that, Ambi? I know, Ambi, what? Hold up, I'm sorry. Let me try it again. Wait, wait, wait. She's been fired. <laughs> I'm really take sorry, Alexa. Michael up on this. I seriously, every time you say it, I'm like, I'm going to take, I'm going to do this because, um, Mike, I, Michael, when you did mine, I can't remember a long time ago. I can't remember what time we used. So it might have been like the old time. It, it was but, the old, the oh, old time. Okay. okay. So I really want to get a dude. Because actually someone was supposed to do my natal chart, but then they like dropped off the face of the earth. So I was like, okay, whatever. Anyway. Oh, I, I did that as well, but I'm back now. You're back now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to go pick up the kids from the bus stop. Okay, everyone, make sure that you All put right. the link in our profile. Uh, that's how you reach Michael. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We love you. Until next time. There you go. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <Bye. laughs> If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. <laughs>